Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy the boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, recap the Miami International Boat Show, which is still going on this weekend. Might be a little uh, damp. Uh, they're expecting some rain this afternoon and uh, Sunday, last day of the boat show. But uh, leading up to the weekend, uh, the weather was great. Uh, Patrick was there, and we're going to get to his full coverage here in just a bit. But Mike the Mariner is up first because he hasn't been on board for the last few weeks doing all kinds of stuff. So we just want to check in with him, find out what he's been up to. Mike, how you doing, buddy? What's been going on? Hey, doing great, doing great. Yeah, I've been, uh, been traveling for work a bit and uh, getting some things done, but uh, happy to be back on the show. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, and you're good, kicking yeah. back on your uh, vessel, it looks like, as you can see on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Wait, yeah, what yeah, uh, we're vessel back on is silhouette that? This week. Silhouette, no, okay. This is, yeah, this is Silhouette, uh, back on the boat. Haven't been on the boat in a few weeks. Uh, had the annuals done this week and uh, plas- uh, planning a, a quick haul out to get the anodes done in the next uh, couple of weeks, and she's ready for the season. Well, there you go. See, I didn't recognize it because you got the rain windows up. Uh, we got right. We got some weather that we're navigating today so that it didn't look like the typical backdrop of what you have on your vessel but that's that explains it it's all related to the weather but uh we're glad to have you aboard and uh and get right into it you didn't get down to the miami international boat show but i uh, you were there in spirit i assume right i was i was yeah we uh actually did a a quick trip up to uh, see my grandfather uh, just a quick shout out to my grandfather, Jack Jackson, the best grandfather anybody could have. He's turning 92 today. Wow. And uh, well, happy birthday and he's, uh, to Jack. Yeah. Having a nice party up there. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, but I know you had your uh, mind on some things at the boat show. Uh, one thing you were asking about right before we went on the uh, air today was what? You were looking, uh, hoping that uh, well, Patrick had seen some particular type of engine or something or what? Sure, sure. So I've always been interested in alternative power uh, sources, and and Yamaha just came out with a hydrogen-powered outboard, and I was just curious to see if uh, Captain Patrick had had a chance to uh, take a look at that and what his thoughts were on it. Hydrogen power. Uh, well, I think he has. Uh, Barry the boater, same thing? You weren't there. No, no, I'm, I'm, I didn't make it there for certain reasons, but yeah. I like methane because, you know, you can get it from anywhere. Especially Barry. <laughs> That's right. And which explains and it, it, why, why, why I wasn't at the show. Why yeah. he's uh, connected virtually and not in studio. <laughs> yeah, so. and why Patrick said, uh, you stay home. <laughs> okay. Well, what about hydrogen-powered uh, boat engines? Did you see this thing, Patrick? You were there in Miami. I did. And uh, if you check out uh, World of Boating on Facebook, uh, World of Boating uh, website, worldofboating.com, you would not only see the pictures uh, that I took while I was making my way through the boat show, but also some very uh, staticky uh, video. Of um, UFOs or something? What do you mean? Why staticky? No, no. Why? 
Yeah, connection issues. You know, th- oh. every time that I go down to the Miami show, I can't. I, I have yet to figure out um, live video and how to make it uh, seamless and or where as I'm walking around with my cell phone camera, because Greg refuses to invest in any real equipment, right. um, to where it doesn't look <laughs> like uh, I'm on roller skates going across a rocky gravel road. Mm. Uh, so anyway, there are pictures there show the the hydrogen powered prototype from Yamaha was getting a lot of looks, uh, I'll say throughout the show with uh, whether hybrid power, um, which we can talk a little bit about, uh, true innovation like this, of course, the electric uh, outboards and uh, inboard uh, power plants, things like that, that are starting to take over. Again, my prediction was within, I think, seven to 10 years that this is going to displace the petrol engines. Uh, big time. Well, what, uh, what what were your thoughts on this hydrogen one in particular? Is this going to um, be like a bridge to electric? Do you see the practicality or do you think it's I, pie I, in the sky type stuff? Um, they've got a lot of work to do. So the prototype was set up in a regulator uh, hull. And again, you'll see those pictures of the uh, cells, if you will. And you're, you're going to need a lot of boat, um, number one. It, you're you're going to need mm-hmm. a lot of both. There were three of these uh, 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 containers, if you will, uh, placed in the hull. So you know it's 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 a first step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what we got to do. That's how you start. Um, it it's it's really really neat. They're going to start their uh, their testing. I think this summer. And but the containers how- you're talking about is what would be used to hold the hydrogen, and that's correct the problem. Cor- so it well, it's a not a problem. Extra. It's just it's 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 the space that you yeah. need, and you know you could say, well, that would take the place of you know where a fuel tank would go. True, um, but when you're looking at uh, not a large boat like a regulator, you know when we want to get it into maybe smaller boats, things like that. Again, they're gonna they're gonna have to look at size and weight um, and the viability of these components withstanding a salt environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because hydrogen. The last thing, the last thing we want to mess with <laughs> is um, a pressure vessel. Yes. <laughs> a pressure vessel <laughs> is, that has is corrosion issues. Yeah. Uh, on, on a, a hydrogen powered boat. boat. Yeah. Um, Possibly. Wasn't there an airship that had an issue with hydrogen? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. a little one. Mm. Yeah, but I know where a place where you can probably get it filled uh, fairly quickly. There's a little area up in your neck of the woods, Captain Patrick, uh, that deals with hydrogen all the time. Okay, <laughs> what is it, Barry? <laughs> Cape Canaveral. Canaveral. Oh, <laughs> they I have gotcha. liquid hydrogen there. You just all you need is yeah. a hose. But as far know, as uh, off there. <laughs> you know, comparing uh, the storing of hydrogen to gasoline. In a boat motor, you need much more space to hold the same amount of energy. Yeah. You think for hydrogen? Uh, you're going to need more space, and you're going to need a, a. You're structurally, you've got to be built to withstand punctures. Uh, these can these containers. Yeah, you know, for for the uh, hydrogen uh, fuel. Right. So it, it's it's a first step. You know, mm-hmm. is it yeah. going to be? You know, where I see electric certainly uh, taking over more and more. Uh, is there a market for hydrogen? we'll find out after this summer of testing, you know, if this, if this is something that they're going to be able to make work. Um, and if so, are there going to be any limitations, uh, right out of the gate 
that they're going to have to find solutions yeah. for. Yeah. Mike, yeah, why would, uh, yeah. Why did that catch your eye and why were you wondering about that? Well, there's a, there, there's a couple of things. First of all, there's not enough raw material uh, available, readily available or even non readily available on earth to completely electrify all the vehicles on the planet. So there is mm-hmm. always going to have to be some other way um, to propel Supplement. machinery. Right. When, yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're testing uh, hydrogen power. Porsche has a, has a study going on with it. And there's been concepts where these tanks that uh, you're looking at uh, on, on Facebook live on the world of boating page um, would, would be almost interchangeable. So when you pull into a, a station, you'd pull your tanks out, put them on a rack, put new tanks in, plug them in and mm-hmm. leave. So, and then so you, that, then you, that would, then you, you would wave what? And, you would wave and say thanks for the tanks. Oh God. Thanks for the tanks. Really? Yeah, there yes. you go. Man, but, I'm so uh, glad I drove all the way down to Miami for this. <laughs> right. Okay, right. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. No, but my point is um, that there is no way everything is going to go electric. There is not enough raw material to make batteries mm-hmm. uh, for all the vehicles in the world. So, there's yeah. always going to be another another fuel source. Well, you know, if hydrogen ends up being uh, one of those players, we'll have to wait and see, like uh, Patrick said. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the technology is advancing, and we saw it at the uh, Miami International Boat Show. Now, I know there's a lot of stuff. Oh, we Patrick, got big news for you, Greg. Big news. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, well, just uh, tease me, uh, and then we'll talk about it after the break. What, what, give me a hint of what it might be. Oh, I thought you meant like tease you. Um, go, go well, ahead and tease him. You know, I I, I just hate to bring up, no. you know, make you just more than what you are, but that's what's going to happen when we come back. Okay, more than what I am. Uh, genius uh, plus, maybe. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i used to have a boat you did yeah she was pretty damn sweet man i love that boat so why'd you lose it? sometimes the things we love aren't long for this world burn Especially when your alcoholic ex-wife gets drunk and falls overboard and drowns. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and recap the Miami International Boat Show, the Super Bowl of boat shows, they say, unofficially. Uh, they're, they're not allowed to say that legally. Otherwise, uh, otherwise they'll be sued. You're the only one who says it. The no. big game. Everybody the says big it. Game. It's a thing. Nobody say, says it. Look Nobody it up said online. It while I was down there. Well, yep. well uh, you know, the, it's just you know, uh, Patrick just doesn't like to be up to the latest uh, lingo <laughs> and and stuff in the boat. I heard world. all the lingo I needed to while I was down there. Yeah. But speaking of which, what um, was the queen the, of the show then? Stop uh, it. Uh, despite despite the fact that I represented myself as. Uh, the World of Boating Radio Show. I did want to uh, acknowledge some us. people actually agreed to talk with me. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, pay pay special attention to this one. So, I had uh, Steve Werrily from Sharo Props, ah, who yeah. uh, oh. going to be reaching out to to see if we can set up an interview with them. They had five boats in the water and were given demo rides. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Marcos Cricketes. Believe me, that's as close as I'm going to get to his last name. From Nautical Ventures, uh, they represented uh, Axopar. So they had oh. a new model that, again, you can see this. That thing is like the, um, uh, call it the the, the uh, Swiss Army knife of boats. Uh, right. They did some really innovative stuff. I really like what they're doing with that boat. Um, some really, really cool stuff. And it gets down to what I really like, which is simplicity in boating. Yeah. But yet you get so much. So um, when you, you press a button and a pair of scissors pops out of the, the transom it's, or it's, something. It's or a what? very versatile boat. It it you can you can transform this boat in a couple different things just by flipping some stuff over. Really, really cool mm, okay. uh, what they've done. Um gonna set up a uh hopefully a interview with boattest.com. Uh, Guy with arguably the best name for a captain, period. Captain Trip Smith uh, spent some time with him. Uh, also, Chris Owen, the president of Montera, and um, Dr. Shumsky Proctol. Oh, no, that's my 
Yeah. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. That's not good. Uh, no pops. Let me, let me let me put that one away. Uh, so, Greg, <laughs> one of the main reasons I made the trip down mm. was, of course, we made our predictions for Boating Magazine's Boat of the Year. Um, I had certainly my pick, which was the uh, uh, Tahoe T21. Right. I'm here to tell you that the Montero Surf Boat won. That was your pick. Oh, you're welcome. Hmm. Which, uh, because it had a cool name, which was what again? The, the Montero Surf Boss. Surf Boss, right. Yeah. So I spent some time. There are pictures of that boat um, on the World of Boating Facebook page and at worldofboating.com. Congrats to the folks at Montero on their award. They had their trophy sitting on the transom of this boat with a sign that says, I am not a pontoon boat. Uh, and thank you yes. to uh, Greg, your first mate. For, Although uh, I was uh, nailing the, it. Uh, the the gentleman that I spent some time with, um, who looked like he stepped out of the uh, Scooby Doo mystery machine, uh, <laughs> zoinks, yeah, pretty, pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. <laughs> Don't look in that compartment under the helm seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, really nice to talk with. Talked a lot about you know their market, uh, what they were up against, uh, their where cool their market name. was coming from Surf for boss. that boat. I will say, uh, as he had extensive uh, knowledge of this boat, um, and I explained to him, you know, our little contest that we do on air, and uh, thought he thought that was pretty pretty cool. And then I said, of course, the guy who uh, picked the boat uh, also thought that he could pull the boat <laughs> with, with his Honda Ridgeline. Ridge yeah, and I, tell, I swear to God. He almost fell out of his chair laughing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I am not Very kidding. Funny. He he yeah. was he's just looking at me. He's like the same guy who picked this boat to win thought he could pull it with a Honda Ridgeline, and I'm like, yeah. He's just like, you moron. So uh, <laughs> what does it weigh? What does that I'll, boat weigh? Uh, I'd have to get into the specs, but we talked about it. You know, when we all made our picks, and Greg at that time was like. I can pull this with both. Picked, like, no, you ain't pulling that. Well, it does have it. a triple axle trailer, so it's got to yeah. be you yeah. know seven or eight thousand pounds. Probably. Well, I mean, it, it, there, it, it, there were different models, and I was saying the smaller yeah. one might be uh, yeah, towable. And, and, and you picked it only for the name. Yeah. Well, I thought it looked so, cool, and I thought the yeah. name was the best out of now, all. Of I, I think, I think we have to have a recount. Uh, well, this isn't it, fair. It sounds it's like somebody fair. is. Uh, it's you not know, fair. It needs to be recounted losers. Uh, somewhere. No, sore losers. Just <laughs> well, I, th- I think at this point we ha- we have all gone. We've at all managed one. to pick yeah. a boat of the year winner at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, let that be a lesson to all the boat manufacturers when you keep coming out with these new vessels, new models, and and, and enter the contest of these uh, innovations and things like that each year. Come out with a better name than oh the twenty five point XZ, you know, a surf boss. You know, come on, say make it cool again, make boating cool again. That's my slogan, and uh, sure enough, it worked for those guys. So you're welcome, Shaggy. Yeah, I see. I, I, I made word, the prediction though. that Greg yeah. would take all the credit for this boat winning, and I was not wrong. Patrick, yeah. don't worry, he'll forget by next week. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. I mean, when older. I when I mentioned it, he was just it was like, does it? Yeah. It's like, great, that's the boat you picked. Okay, great. It was. <laughs> All right. Well, he also once looked again, like he I just stepped mystery machine. I thought it looked cool, it looked practical, and it had a great name. You know, it was a trifecta. Okay. That's what they got to start thinking about more on these. Uh, move on. From move a marketing on, perspective. Yeah. All right. What else did yeah. you see at the Miami International Boat Show, Patrick? Let's go. 
Okay, so um, out of the Regal Marine Industries booth, uh, they unveiled their new 50 center helm. And uh, my understanding from the time that I, from the time that boat show started to where I was there um, on Friday morning, they had already taken, I believe, five orders at that point for a boat that's going to retail just north of two mil. Wow. Um, That's a good sign. And it it is a great, I mean, right out of the gate, this is their their prototype that they had on display. this, uh, for our longtime listeners, you know that this is a company that I work for that I've been working for since I was 18. This is, this model is also one that is going to be in my portfolio. So I've been following this boat up through the prototype from the design yeah. stage. The what, build what's stage. the name of it again? Which, uh, it is the 50 SAV or sports activity vessel. Mm. Um, it work is, on the name, we, but it's, we, you know. We it's fine. stop it. We've got some. Uh, they've got some patent pending stuff. And if you go to worldofboating dot com or the World of Boating Facebook page, you'll see where at the at the captain's chairs, um, they've incorporated two small Garmin units, uh, one on the port side, one on the starboard side, into the armrests, so that you can control. It's all digital switching, so that from just kicking back in the seat, you can control everything right from there and don't have to go forward up to the, the main screens at the helm. It, it's like Captain Kirk and the uh, Enterprise uh, type of setup. I like it. Sounds great. Good stuff. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast kids love to dress like pirates the murderers and rapists that pirates were <laughs> We think it's adorable. Being a pirate is all fun and games, till somebody loses an eye. It hurts like it blazes, it makes you pull faces, but you can't let your mates see you cry. A fancy black patch will cover the hatch, making sure the soccer stays dry. Being a pirate is all fun and games, till somebody loses an eye. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Berry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. 
and uh, talk about the Miami International Boat Show, which is still going on through tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, Patrick was down there seeing what he could see and, uh, you know, shaking babies, kissing hands, uh, you know, what you do sometimes when you're out in the public. And didn't get arrested, so he's back to report live on the world of boating today. I've talked about what he saw. And one of them, um, I, well, I don't know. Where are we at next here, Patrick? You just, I'll just let you take it. Well, we'll, we'll move on from uh, you know Regal unveiling their uh, 50 SAV. I spent some time over in the Axopar booth. They had a really neat prototype that they unveiled. Uh, as I was talking about, really some innovative stuff, access to sleeping areas, multiple points of entry in something that is, uh, you know, Barry said it was a little too, what would you say? Sleek, maybe sleek, futuristic for me, you know, but, um, I'll tell you one thing that I really liked about that Axopar was the helm station. And the reason why I like the helm station is where we're in an era where everybody wants that automotive look and, you know, the, the, the vinyl wrapped or the leather wrapped helms and things like that. You know, I, I've said on air often enough, you know, I'm more simplistic when it comes to boating. And Axopar, they've got this helm that it it almost, it has a feel of almost carbon fiber, but it's almost got this matte black look to it. Really simple, but yet looks really expensive. Hmm. You know, it, it, they did a really, really great job. Uh, with that helm station. Okay. Well, clean, clean, do, clean can look expensive. It doesn't have to be cluttered. Clutter doesn't necessarily. Well, look it, it's expensive. it's not it's not so much cluttered as you know where where that automotive look with the the vinyl wraps or the leather wraps and you know got to mimic this because people want it to look like the the, the inside of their 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 uh, Mercedes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They kind of went the opposite direction, and for a boat that is really gets a lot is gonna, really designed to get a lot of exploring use i mean that's that's i mean this this would be the boat that i would Mm -hmm. have for that especially backwater areas bays things like that um it's a helm station one it's completely undercover inside but two is really designed it looks again rich it looks expensive but yet is very simple in the way that it was done Mm -hmm. and i really really uh I, i appreciate that and and I like their their brand of boat because again they enclose the helm station, so when you hit bad weather, you're not getting right. soaked, but yeah. you still have and, a good well, yeah. vision, a good view every way around. Yeah, and they're they're built. Uh, I, I believe these boats are built in Finland. So uh, fair weather boat, cold weather boat, boat. You know, it's really built for a wide variety of uh, sea conditions. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, that Wanna sounds move, good. You got you can boat good it. and look good. Mm-hmm. Want to move to a couple of the four winds uh, offerings? Uh, Going to jeer and a cheer. So the jeer is for their their large uh, cruiser that was on display, and here's why: um, the surface profile of this boat was so bad, and I'm not saying anything that wasn't heard en mass by people that saw this boat because it was right out on the aisle, blue hull side. That is a that's a wrap that they put on this thing because it was horrible and the rap did not help. It only highlighted more the multiple imperfections. And I'm talking not, not little pinholes and stuff. They have a huge, why they would have, and you know, you got to put, you got, this was one of the, the T H. Uh, it's one of their large cruisers, almost like mm-hmm. a, a uh, cat. 
you, you want to have it at the show, man, skirt that thing up to the rub rail. Okay, so you're saying that the quality control didn't look good on the outside of the hull? Well, yeah, my understanding is this boat may have spent a year, two years over in Europe before it made its way over here. So I'm not sure what happened, but it. I heard more comments about the way the boat looked and people enjoying all the pluses that the boat may have had. And that's a problem. Well, so do you yeah, mean like bad. it was dirty and had crap on it or something or what exactly? No. Explain. Wait, the, so, so the surface profile, they had big, you could see big areas like rectangle air patches and things like that. Mm, okay. uh, cracks, all kinds of stuff. And what they did is instead of fix it, they just did a vinyl wrap <laughs> on oh the hull in yeah. blue to cover it, which only highlighted all of those things made it, it stand was, out better. Yeah, it was it was not a good look for them. I I actually felt somewhat really really sorry for them that you know at at a premier boat show that they did that. And on the other hand, they had their outboard powered um, runabout, which was really neat. Spoke a little bit with the guy who actually was headed up the uh, design and engineering of that. He was actually the one that uh, put together the boat that set the electric outboard speed record this past year out at lake of the ozarks had an interesting talk with him so i shot some video and some still pictures of access uh for all the components in that boat including the battery which is fairly large uh there were things that i was asking about as far as you know center of gravity and all he could talk about is how great the center of gravity was i said well what is the LCG of the boat? And he wouldn't tell me. So it was a little disappointing there. <laughs> One thing that they have to work on with this boat, especially being electric powered, because you're going to have an under uh, a two hour runtime, fully charged at probably about uh, 30 miles per hour. So you've got some work to do there. It does have a limp or a save mode that'll get you back. So it'll automatically reduce power as you start to get down your battery range. But the, the engine hatch, where the engine typically would be, this thing was so heavy, okay, I had to put my phone, I had to lift this with two hands. They have these huge gas rams to assist the lift, but it's not until you probably get about three quarters of the way up. And the reason why it's so heavy is it's a two-part construction because they wanted that finished underside. But there's ways to do that, like with infusion technology, which will get you a lighter, but yet a stronger part. And yet you're going right. to have to join the two parts together like they did here. This thing. When I was bringing it down, once you get past that that quarter coming down, it, it the weight's taken over, and mm -hmm. there's not going to be somebody of a certain age that's going to be able to lift this Barry, without her or Greg bring it down him. without hurting themselves. <laughs> They've got some work to do on that, especially weight saving. You got to factor that in, especially when you're going electric. You yeah. got to factor that into where uh, what can we do to reduce weight on this. That is what that thing was massive. I mean, Wait, like the Mariner, the what do you say? Yeah, well, I mean, so you brought up something a little bit earlier that kind of speaks to the limitations of electric in terms of where it is now. A two-hour runtime is nothing. I mean that 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 doesn't even get you a, a morning's use. And then, what's the time to recharge the batteries mm, on point. on this boat? They're usually they're usually about. I think they've got the charge times down to about 45 minutes to get them back charged. Hmm. The thing with this, this type of boat, again, you're, you're, you've got certainly over in Europe and stuff, you've got some lakes that don't allow petrol burning. You know, it's going to be electric only. 
And as the technology advances, as those runtimes increase, you know, this was their first effort with a true electric outboard into that market. So as we know, a lot of people, when they do go out boating, they don't, we would hope that they would boat like Mike does or like Barry does. But sometimes as people, they just want to go out, they want to pull a tube for a little bit. Then they just want to go hang out on the lake and then head back to the dock. We found the same thing with Nautiques, with their Ingenity models, where, yeah, they're going to go out, they're going to do a surf session, they're going to come back, recharge, and then maybe go back out in the afternoon. All right, more with Captain Patrick on the uh, Miami International Boat Show next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast look here comes a boat really oh it's about time on this boat We'll sail away tonight And on this boat Confess that you were This is the world of boating Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew Alright, Captain Patrick was at the Miami International Boat Show He's giving us a little preview of the stuff that he saw And uh, they caught his eye There was quite a bit And uh, I don't know, where are we at now, Patrick? I wanted to go over to the Bayliner offerings So the Trophy Series is back, and the Trophy Series that they unveiled is got that Pilot House Axopar look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you will about the Bayliner brand. Uh, say what you will about the Trophy Series. Not impressed, man. Uh, this <laughs> I, I it just didn't it didn't work for me uh when you look at the video i think i just shot video on this one the helm station unlike the axopar which was very clean very neat very functional this one is very cluttered very narrow it's a very narrow helm seat when you go down into the cabin now it does have a step down cabin um but in order to get into the head as before you step down in the cabin you have to reach down and open up the door for the head you can't open that door once you're down in the cabin. Oh, because mm. one door blocks mm. the other? Correct. Okay. Uh, that's just an accident waiting to happen. Well, so, no, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 they, they had to design around a small area. So there yeah. are what was the overall other size of that boat? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at my notes. Okay. About uh, 25 or so? Yeah. Roughly. But yeah. you see, enclosed helm stations. Because you know the weather can really knock you out. All right. Yeah, but it, but if you're going, I mean, one, it didn't it didn't have that kind of where Axopar's got that forward leaning windshield. Yeah, Coast you know, Guard style. That, I call that it. we all like. This one mm-hmm. was more of a traditional. Does have the entry door on the starboard side, a sliding window on the port mm-hmm. side, so you only have one exit point, you know, on that starboard side, other than coming back out the back of it. Uh, it's it's got almost that tri hull look, although it is it is a V. 
Uh, one of the things with the Axopar um, and with this, of course, you know, some some concerns, you know, maneuvering at, at uh, slow speed. So, you know, you got a bit of, bit of freeboard there to deal with. Freeboard! This one, this one just <laughs> did not. Mike, don't encourage him. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> This one, and again, it's 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 everybody has their own perspective. You know what? what you, truly, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I look at the aesthetic, the way the boat looks uh, initially, which I think we all look at. You know, is that a good looking? Is that a boat that I would I would like to be seen in or would like to have? And then you look at the functionality of how everything is laid out, and this particular boat just didn't do it for me either aesthetically or the way that things were laid out at the helm, the way things were set up down in the cabin. Uh, you know, it, I'm sure they're going to sell a lot of them. It just, this model just didn't work for me. I'm going to put uh, Captain Patrick down as not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you yeah. think these boats would be more suited to, to Northern climates? I mean, when you look at the, uh, the greenhouse, for instance, there's a lot of glass area there. And in Florida, I mean, that's basically, that's, you're basically in a roaster. Mm. No, because what, yeah. what, I mean, our, our models that we have all the way from the 42 down to the 36 grand coupe with the enclosed cockpits. Now we have dedicated air conditioning units. In some cases, it's one. On the larger yachts, it's two. Uh, for the cockpits alone, we have blackout curtains to help. We have blinds, and that glass is mm-hmm. tinted. And we have an optional tint uh, to to get it even darker if you want, based on the yeah. climate range that your area that you're in. So, and right. those boats, I'll say, that are insanely popular here in Florida, in the southeast, in the upper northeast. For a variety of reasons, more so because you've got that enclosed cockpit, uh, you have yeah. the the safety, if you will, but you are able to you have a three hundred and sixty degree view around, and it enables you to have a helm up design or a galley up design, where again the cabin is more functional for sleeping and using the facilities. So right, um, so you're. So you're thinking that, like, if this boat was used in Florida, for instance, that the owner is going to order it's, it's only a 25 footer or so, so they're going to order it with air conditioning and a generator, so they can you, run it. You would, um, you would, if I, if this was me and I was down in Florida, yeah, you'd have it. You need to have a generator and an air conditioner uh, on board for your uh, pretty much for your year round use. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But a, again, there are just there there are too many things there and i again you've got a a limited amount of space and how do we maximize but there are just there there are too many things that i saw that i just nope didn't work just doesn't work for me barry you you like it just because it has that whole little uh room for you or what no 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 I, i was just thinking about he was talking about the uh the helm and all that stuff. Did it just have more single use gauges or does it use the, uh, you know, the new flat panel? Everything's in one unit like the Axopar. Okay. So it's got everything, Barry. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's got an in dash display. It's uh-huh. got gauges. It's got, uh, oh, so- <laughs> actual switches. It's got a dual binnacle mm-hmm. control on a raise to the, to the right side. And then you've got your fancy little, uh, stainless wheel. 
and it's just too it's, cluttered. It's in. Mm. A, it it looks more like a seven forty seven than a not uh, not not seven. Yeah, and then you've got your controls for your bow thruster and right. You know, every and it's just it's a confined space. It's very narrow. It's too tight. And things okay. are just stacked. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is a very narrow home station for sure. Yeah, you, yeah. it about an eight inch uh, Simrad display. It looks like yeah. And then, you know, they, uh, fortunately, they put the VHF up above uh, because they ran out of space. They ran out of room, right. <laughs> but, uh, you lost me at the beginning when you said the uh, head, you can't, you have to open it on your way down. Otherwise, when you have your own personal bow thruster issue, you could well, have a problem. No, 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 no. <laughs> what he said was, is that if you go, you know, on some of these, the head's right off to one side or the other. Right. And you can't open one door yeah. if you have the other door in the way. Right. So God how would you have fixed that, Patrick? Well, well, here's the thing. The door for the aft cabin opens inward. The door uh-huh. for the head opens outward. That's why you can't do it when, when you're down there. Mm-hmm. And okay. you can't make the head door. What I would have done there is a bifold door. Hmm. Oh, okay. a little. Okay, so it would bifold because if you but you can't go inwards because then you can't. Close well, you can you 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 can if you do a bifold door. Uh huh. But a bifold. Do you think it would last on a boat that's rock and rolling, hitting waves? Sure, and all we that? we do we do bifold doors, and they don't break. No, oh. if you do them right, and you Depends have the right the right hardware, they're, you use they're them. Not, they're, so they're, full they're, length piano hinges and stuff correct. like that. Okay. I do a bifold and for that instead of that full size, you know, uh, single hinge, you know, or you know, uh, hinge door like that, because mm-hmm. that is something that that's a that's a that's a workaround to make that truly functional and get past the fact that the door has to open outward. Right. So it's now, little things like that. That yeah, okay, it's a it's it's maybe a little more complex of a build. May not seal uh, as much. Uh, seal is good. You might need some extra poopery. It will. It will you know seal I mean. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Patrick, Patrick okay. seems to have done the research on this. So <laughs> that's where you get the methane for the methane powered boats. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so question for you guys uh, as we come up towards the end of the show uh, with boat shows and stuff. How important to you as an attendee at a show is the display for the show? Something to think about so we can talk about uh, next week. How much does that impact your wanting to go into that particular booth and see their boats, how their booth is set up? Uh, not okay. to display the people, if you know what I mean. The boat fluff uh, uh, is uh, like go. a magnet, but that's just me Greg and everybody else shallow. listening right now. <laughs> All right, and we don't have time for anyone else. We're just yeah, going to leave yeah, it at yeah. that for now. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is better as a motor. Safe boat, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. 
They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.